Hello, and welcome to Montessori Creativity and the Meaning of Life. I'm your host, Robin Norgren, and I have a website called Bright Child Montessori and Josie's Art School, where I put everything that has to do with Montessori creativity and the meaning of life. So if you so are so inclined, go ahead and stop by. Uh, today, I am continuing on the series called Poetry for the Soul. We are in day three, and my intention is to introduce you, as I introduce myself, to many, many poets and their body of work, and to enlighten me and educate me so that I can expand my understanding of how poetry is written so that I can then write poetry for my own soul. So let's get started. I'll be sharing five poems with you today. The first one is called Listen by Miller Williams. I threw a snowball across the backyard. My dog ran after it to bring it back. It broke as it fell, scattering snow over snow. She looked confused, seeing and smelling nothing. She searched in widening circles until I called her. She looked at me and said as clearly in silence as if she had spoken, I know it's there. I'll find it. Went back to the center and started the circles again. I called her two more times before she came, slowly, stopping once to look back. That was this morning. I'm sure that she's forgotten. I've had some trouble putting it out of my mind. Poem for Salt by Leroy V. Quintana. The biggest snowstorm to hit Denver in 20 years. What is the world to do, freed from the shackles of the eight hours needed to earn its daily salary? Only on a day such as this does salt overshadow gold. Salt, with its lips of blue fire, common as gossip, ordinary as sin, like true love and gasoline, missed only when they run out. Salt spilling from a blue container a young girl is holding, along with an umbrella, on the label of a blue container of salt that the woman across the street, under her umbrella, is pouring behind her left rear will, to no avail, this discontented, unbuttoned December morning. The Hand by Mary Ruffel. The teacher asks a question. You know the answer. You suspect you are the only one in the classroom who knows the answer. Because the person in question is yourself. And on that, you are the greatest living authority. But you don't raise your hand. You raise the top of your desk and take out an apple. You look out the window. You don't raise your hand and there is some essential beauty in your fingers, which aren't even drumming, but lie flat and peaceful. 
The teacher repeats the question. Outside the window, on an overhanging branch, a robin is ruffling its feathers, and spring is in the air. Where I Was by Dan Brown. I was in Princeton of all places. My ninth grade class was there on a field trip. The usual shepherding from edifice to edifice. A lot of gray stone winding up, though with something a little out of the way. The opportunity to view a classic three actor in the U's own theater. The play I don't remember much. Your basic exercise in wigs and bodices and such. The memorable thing was the curtain call. How the one coming out was a grim guy in tweed and, and tie. How the lone lifting of his palm by itself extinguished the applause. How he had terrible news. But not the news I feared. Not where to go. Not how to get there. Not what to do when you got there. Go sit against a wall. Put your head down. Clasp your hands behind your head. You might shut your eyes in case the world ends. None of that. Maybe he was finding it decidedly hard to get the words out. But what the words amounted to wasn't the worst thing. Not anything that had to do with going up in a solar hill, but rather with the president, a motorcade, a hospital, with how the evident extent of anyone's sub sudden death was elsewhere and over with. Did I Miss Anything? by Tom Wayman. Nothing. When we realized you weren't here, we sat with our hands folded on our desks in silence for the full two hours. Everything. I gave an exam worth 40% of the grade for this term and assigned some reading due today on which I'm about to hand out a quiz worth 50%. Nothing. None of the content of this course has value or meaning. Take as many days off as you like. Any activities we undertake as a class, I assure you will not matter either to you or me and are without purpose. Everything. A few minutes later after we began last time, a shaft of light suddenly descended and an angel or other heavenly being appeared and revealed to us what each woman or man must do to attain divine wisdom in his life and the hereafter. This is the last class, the last time this class will meet before we disperse to bring the good news to all people on earth. Nothing. When you are not present, how could something significant occur? Everything contained in this classroom is a microcosm of human experience 
assembled for you to query and examine and ponder that this is not the only place such an opportunity has been gathered. But it was one place, and you weren't here. Song of Smoke by Kevin Young To watch you walk across the room in your black corduroys is to see civilization start. The wish, wish, whisk of your strut is flint, striking rock, the spark of a length of cord rubbed till smoke starts. You stir me like coal and for days smolder. I am no more a Boy Scout and besides could never put you out. You keep me on all day like an iron out of habit. You threaten Brick House to burn all this down. You leave me only a chimney. Thanks so much for stopping by. Make sure and share this with someone you think would really enjoy this series.